0: Mike Woodson is jet-setting across the country, making visits to recruits both in-state and out. Indiana's offered a new 2025 prospect, and the women's basketball team had a number of recruits on campus this past weekend. Plenty to cover in this week's Recruiting Wednesday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You are locked on Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast, part of the locked on network, your team every day. Appreciate you guys making us your first listen, whether you're tuning in on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, whatever it may be, wherever you're finding us at. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Sirius XM, Kind of mention them sparingly, but Locked On is now on Sirius XM. You can listen to listen to us on the Sirius XM app, and during football and basketball season, you can listen to IU with uh, just by searching Hoosiers on Sirius XM or the SXM app. It's Wednesday. Let's get back into the fold of doing our Recruiting Wednesday shows. Let's start with some visits. Mike Woodson is making two recruits. It's an open period right now, and Mike Woodson is going to schools to visit a number of guys. Uh, Let's start with Tuesday. Mike Woodson visited Boogie Fland, one of the top recruits in the 2024 class. Number 9 on 247 Sports Composite Rankings, the number 2 combo guard in the class. A name I think a lot of fans are probably familiar with. Woodson is speaking at a coaching clinic clinic at Flans high school on Wednesday. So Mike Woodson and Yazir Roseman made an in-home visit to Boogie on Tuesday. It is. So Boogie visited IU this summer, I believe in June for a official visit for his junior year. He has not, Officially set a date for a senior year visit. It certainly seems like one is in the cards, but he has not made that uh, official yet. Probably will be getting on campus sometime in the near future, but this is important. Uh, There's obviously a lot of focus in the last week about the Montverde trio, Liam McNeely, um, Derek Queen and Curtis Givens. Boogie Fland Hoosiers are right there with as well. As one of the top uh, 20, top 10 players in this 2024 class. So, certainly don't want him to to slide off the radar. It's going to be a, a big fight for him, though. Also, speaking at this clinic on Wednesday are both John Calipari and Alabama coach Nate Oates. Not coincidentally, maybe, uh, Boogie's final eight. The last time he kind of gave us some insight into his recruiting included indiana alabama and kentucky along with maryland michigan north carolina st john's and yukon so i don't know that calipari and Nate Oates were having uh in-home visits with boogie but i assume it's probably not a coincidence that all three coaches woodson included are there speaking at this clinic so Something certainly to keep an eye on. Maybe Woodson and Calipari will talk about this IU Kentucky series as well, and maybe we'll finally get some sort of closure or date set or uh, finally agree to this uh, to this uh, rivalry renewing. Woodson also, on Monday, visited La Lumiere. Uh, there are a number of people the Hoosiers have been recruiting at La Lumiere, all of them in the, I believe, all of them in the 2025 class. The most notable one, certainly, in the 2025 class, Jalen Har- Harrelson, who Indiana has been recruiting for quite a while, is the number eight recruit in the 2025 class at Lalomere. So Woodson was definitely in attendance for him, as well as Darius Adams, uh, twenty or the number eighteen recruit in the 2025 class. Both those guys are combo guards, listed at combo guards. Uh, Harrelson is six six two zero five, Adams is six four one sixty six. So Mike Woodson's all over the place, going up to La Lumiere on Monday, across the country, uh, halfway across the country, on Tuesday to New York. That's where this clinic and where Boogie is at. He'll speak at the clinic on Wednesday, come back to Bloomington uh, later this week. So... Taking full advantage of, of the opportunities available to them as as they uh Woodson, uh Kochia, all those guys are going around and, and making sure that they're known. It sounds like I would certainly expect them to go down to Mont Verde as well at some point and continue recruiting those guys. So just because there's We'll talk about this in a minute. There's not going to be anybody on campus this weekend, maybe intentionally, to allow IU to go around a little bit and maybe just catch their breath in general because it's been a busy September, and the next couple weeks after this are going to be busy as well. There's a new recruit that the Hoosiers have offered, another top recruit in the 2025 class, a new name to monitor, as if you did not have enough names to monitor already. We'll tell you who it is. Give you everything you need to know about them here in just a moment. Let's talk about one of today's sponsors first, though eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED hot headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Big shout out to all of you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you're checking out College Football Kickoff Live each and every Friday on any of the Locked On College YouTube channels. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Locked On will bring you everything from Playoff implications, rivalry games, all the in-depth analysis. Only Locked On is going to be able to provide you guys uh, every Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Any of the Locked On College YouTube channels, you guys don't want to miss it. Let's talk about a new prospect the Hoosiers have offered. Also in the 2025 class, Tyler Jackson. He is a point guard listed at 6'2". 153 pounds 247 sports has him as the number nine recruit in the composite rankings of the class composite just meaning kind of all the available rankings uh publicly available rankings it's kind of what the average comes out to he's number nine so a 6-2 as i said point guard from overtime elite in atlanta georgia Here's your scouting report, and I'll let you guys kind of guess what you think the scouting report's going to say because it's going to touch on a number of the the notes that these always touch on. Quick, good score, can distribute to teammates. Here's what Jeff Rabjohns had to say about Jackson. Jackson is very talented and athletic point guard who knows how to score. He can get defenders off balance, has a outstanding quickness, Change of direction and a strong first step that allows him to utilize his burst and in getting into the lane. Jackson has a step-back jumper that proved effective this summer. He has also excelled in isolation situations, beating a variety of defenders with jumpers, stop-and-go moves, as well as drives. Jackson has also showed he could be a disruptive, and aggressive on-ball defender that checks all the boxes. The one I forgot to mention was defending because I obviously Mike Woodson. Loves a point guard who can defend. So another name to look at in overtime elite, where I believe it's Kenya Hunter, who typically has the connections to that Atlanta area, That and especially overtime elite. The position is interesting. Technically, he is... Uh, one of the top point guards in the composite rankings. He is the number one point guard in the class 247's four sevens personal rankings. He's the number four point guard. So a top five point guard in the class, but why is it interesting? Harrelson and Adams, the two guys that we just mentioned are also guards, though they are listed as combo guards. There obviously is a difference and but combo guard could mean you still kind of lean one way or the other. Uh, Harrelson at 6'6", 205. I would think you could play some three-guard lineups with him as a small forward almost. So I think just, I mean, I'm just eyeballing these. I have not seen these three guys play um, enough to know anything about whether they could play together. Adams is listed at 6'4", 166. So... Maybe there's a scenario where these guys could play together. Look, I am strongly in favor of you just recruit who you can recruit, get the best guys you can, and then you figure out the fit later. Especially in a sport like basketball, and especially in the modern era of basketball where things are becoming more and more positionless, you absolutely, short of recruiting like multiple seven-footers, which seems to be maybe what Kansas is doing with Badunga and Derek Queen, but that's a, another debate. Uh, short of recruiting multiple seven-footers, I'm very much in favor of just recruiting a, as much talent as you can, getting them on the floor, and then figuring it out. So uh, I don't think this recruitment indicates anything about anybody else's recruitment or where IU stands. 2025 class is still a long way out, so I don't know that um, there's any sort of backup plans or contingency plans. You don't make backup plans with a top 10, top 20 recruit anyway. So uh, ideally, Indiana would love to get all these guys. There's also just the simple reality that you're not going to get everybody you go after. So uh, cast a wide net, and even if you go three for 30, and landing recruits, you have three really good recruits. It really doesn't matter if you're, um, if you're missing on a number of guys. If you're landing guys, if you're hitting on guys, it doesn't matter what your hitting percentage, your batting percentage is. As long as you're landing guys, that's what matters. So the fact that Indiana can get in the door and be in these conversations with top 10, top 20 recruits who... Don't really have a connection to Indiana. Indiana could kind of do this before, but only with Indiana prospects, Romeo Langford, Cody Zeller. Uh, I think Yogi was, was pretty high up there. I'm, I know I'm blanking on names, but Indiana could kind of do that, but it's not often that they go into a overtime elite or a Montverde and start offering away and being seriously involved in these conversations. So, Another step in the right direction for the Hoosiers. That overtime elite team, La Lumiere is going to be really, really good uh, for the next couple of years. So is the overtime elite team. So La Lumiere has Harrelson, Darius Adams, the number 18 recruit, the number 39, 51, and 81 recruits in the 2025 class. Overtime Elite, which is kind of more quickly making a name for itself as a a top school to go to, has the number 4, 10, 13, 46, and 114th recruits. So two really good starting fives. I don't know if those two are going to play each other. They should, but that would be a game to watch because you're looking at uh, 10 top 120 recruits two very talented programs that the Hoosiers are very much involved in recruiting guys from those programs. So look, I know that IU fans are kind of growing a little impatient, getting involved with recruits and landing commitments are two different things, but IU is normally not involved in these recruits and these uh, recruitments. So it's still a really big step in the positive direction. And now, you want to start landing commitments, and IU very much still could do that. I mentioned it at the, the first segment. There's not a ton to dive into, but IU does not have any visits planned for this weekend. A little bit of a break of a weekend. Obviously, the big one was last weekend with Queen McNeely and Givens. Take a little bit of a breather, and then you're going to have a couple of 2025, a number of 2025 recruits on campus next weekend so iu is i would imagine that that's probably playing into the fact that mike woodson is going around everywhere and i would not be surprised if there are more um, visits to schools around the country in the next couple of days so we will see um, we will see what is in store for the hoosiers this weekend but They are recruiting both classes, 2024 and 2025 right now, and still heavily involved in a lot of top names. We've talked a lot about men's basketball recruiting over the last week. Let's get you some women's basketball recruiting news, and we'll wrap up with a little bit of an update, fun update, good update on Grace Berger and her season with the Fever. We'll do all that here in a moment. Let's talk about a new sponsor, Jace Medical. Pandemic was a, scary, was a scary time for a number of reasons. One of those being the uncertainty uh, for those of you that live day-to-day needing medicine. Just the uncertainty of whether you were going to be able to get that. And everything that just goes along with the uneasiness of that. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind uh, so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. Let's talk some women's basketball recruitment. It probably went under the radar. I caught it on Instagram, actually, but the women's basketball team had a number of recruits on campus this weekend as well. This was a big recruiting weekend for both basketball programs. Women's basketball team had two players on campus. Start first with Lauren Hurst. Both these are players we have mentioned before. So everydayers might remember these names. And there's more reason you guys should tune in. We're recovering women's basketball as much as we can. Women's basketball recruiting As much as we are the men's Lauren Hurst is a first name number 56 recruit out of Cleveland high school in Tennessee. She's listed as uh, a six, two wing in the 2025 class. She is interestingly the Gatorade, Tennessee volleyball player of the year. So a very, very good volleyball player, which would lead me to believe she's very athletic Um, and an outside hitter type for those that are familiar with volleyball. So an interesting player, certainly to recruit. Imagine being a volleyball player of the year for your state and still being a top 50 high school basketball recruit that is going to have a choice of schools to uh, visit and commit to. So Hurst... Received an offer earlier in the, um, I guess summer. I, I it's been recently. I remember discussing her. I don't remember exactly when she got the offer, but it was this year. It was within uh, the last couple of weeks or month. Uh, but there's a number of schools she's going to have to that the Hoosiers are going to have to battle for, Tennessee among them. But uh, Hearst is certainly. The pictures look good and everything we've said about the men's team and those visits with the Montverde guys applies to the women's team. Their visits, anything you would hear was how good things looked. All the pictures always look good. Looked like she had a good time. I actually saw her that she was visiting because Yarden Garzon shared her, her Instagram post. I know that that is a lot of lingo that some of you might not understand but basically, the IU current IU players were showing their support of her, which is what you love to see. So, she was on campus, as was Nevaeh Caffey, who uh, is a top point guard in the 2025 class. The best way I can maybe help you remember who this is, is her name is Heaven spelled backwards. And I mentioned that last time. I don't know entirely how to pronounce it. Navea is what I'm going with, but it is heaven spelled backwards she is one of the top point guards in the 2025 class now she's not ranked there's basically only one place to look at rankings and as we mention this all the time this is more just a general complaint to how women's basketball recruiting is covered but If she's not on ESPN's Top 60, there's not a ton of places to find her. There are some places that list her as one of the very top prospects in Missouri. She plays for Incarnate Wood, which is one of the very top programs in the country. Uh, Pretty sure out of uh, St. Louis, but she was a sophomore starter there, and Incarnate Wood... Uh, Incarnate Academy, I believe, is actually what it is. Um, is a school that, I believe their winning streak is over 100 games now. It's, it is Incarnate Word Academy. I was right on both of them. Incarnate Word Academy out of St. Louis. They have a 100-game winning streak, and she started as a sophomore for that program. So you have to be a certain level of good with... those types of expectations to start as a sophomore she's not yet ranked feels like one of those situations where they'll update rankings and she's going to pop up at like number 47 out of nowhere or something like that I that's just a random guess but she's just going to pop up on the rankings and suddenly it's going to look like indiana it's going to look a lot better i say that because a number of times indiana will be recruiting players that aren't on the one place that we can look. And then they update the rankings and it's, Oh, Indiana is recruiting a a top 10 recruit. That's happened time and time again. So that would be my guess as to what is going on here, that Indiana is recruiting someone that is a top player. The recruitings just haven't caught up to that yet. So very much a, a talented player playing for one of the top programs in the country. She was on campus as well. So, Mike Woodson might be making moves, but so is Terry Moran, and we'll see if those uh, can pay off in the coming weeks and months. went we'll on some uh, really fun news. Grace Berger was named in, to the AP All-Rookie Team in the WNBA this season. A six-player team. She was joined by her teammate Aliyah Boston, who I don't know if it was officially. Aaliyah Boston's going to be the Rookie of the Year. Uh, I don't know if it was officially announced. It was. She was the Associated Press Rookie of the Year. Aaliyah Boston was absolutely incredible. Uh, You guys might remember me talking about her last year when we talked about how good South Carolina was and how they were just that much better than everyone. I mean, ultimately, they lost and they didn't win the title, but they were the best team in the country last year. And that was largely because of Aaliyah Boston, who... Walked onto the WNBA floor and averaged 14.5 points, 8.4 rebounds, and shot 57.8% from the field. She was as advertised. Grace had an interesting season. She played in 36 games of the 40 games for the Fever. It was a rocky start this season, a frustrating start for a lot of IU fans, but Eventually she kind of broke through through the first uh, 15 games she played. She was only averaging 7.3 minutes per game. And it just never really felt like she was getting a fair chance. And there was a lot of the coach was saying, it's a hard position to learn. You got to be patient. But in that time span, the fever won four games. They were four and 11. So, Preaching patience while you're just getting destroyed in your first round pick, it, they weren't getting destroyed, that's a bit unfair, but as you're losing games and your first round pick can't get on the floor, was well, frustrating, things turned around against the Liberty in a game where Grace played 36 minutes, had a season high 15 points with 7 rebounds, and Immediately was right into the middle of the rotation from that point on. She averaged 19.8 minutes per game, played in 20 or El Crosso's final 21 games. Uh, The Fever finished the year strong. They won four of their, or excuse me, uh, five of their last eight games and were really looking strong late in the season. Over those last 21 games, Grace's numbers were never huge: five point seven points, uh, two point three rebounds, two point three assists. Shot forty-three point eight percent from the field, notably, in that span, shot forty-six point seven percent from the three-point line. She finished the year shooting forty-seven point one percent on just under one attempt per game. That's huge. We. Obviously, that wasn't something she did a ton. She did it more when she came back from injury her final year. Wasn't something she did a ton in Bloomington, but um, that's a big kind of swing skill for her. If she's going to be a knockdown shooter, you can look at those numbers and say whatever. I think anyone who watched IU last year knows that when Grace is on the floor, the... Her impact is more than just statistical, and that's what you kind of notice when watching the fever this year is she was making the right plays in the right spots, and uh, the fever just kind of looked better with her on the floor. So exciting to see her get recognition for a good rookie season and one that I thought she finished strong, uh, as the team did as a whole. Uh, The rest of the team, the all-rookie team, rounded out by – Diamond Miller, you might remember. She's on the Lynx now. Haley Jones, Jordan Horston. Uh, so maybe some names you guys will remember from last season. But shout out to Grace for a strong season and hopefully sign of things to come heading into next year. The Fever struggled, uh, probably predictably. They finished 13-27, and 27, uh, one of the worst records in the league. Third worst record in the league. We'll see what the draft lottery is going to look like. Theoretically, um, Caitlin Clark could be in the draft. She would be the number one pick. Uh, I would imagine she's going to come back to school. But, um, we'll see. The Fever could have a chance at that. But we'll see. So, they combined, actually, the 2022 and 2023 records. I'm not sure on the format. I Googled it real quick. Uh, but because they have fever, honestly, were so bad in 2022, they're going to have the best chance at the number one pick. It's uh, It could be Caitlin Clark, but probably will not be. But that still is another player that Even if it's an Angel Reese, imagine an Aaliyah Boston, Angel Reese front court. So we'll see how things go, but it's an exciting time. And and Grace is a part of that franchise moving forward. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Tomorrow, crossover episode with Locked On Louisville. I already have that recorded. It was a fun episode. Got a lot of insight into Louisville's. First two games and what the Hoosiers can expect on Saturday. And then Friday's episode will get you the last-minute information before the Hoosiers kick off in Lucas Oil. So follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, I hope everyone has a great Wednesday. And as always, Elio.